You'll listen to a presentation brought to you by Mystery Play Internet Radio. This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's blueberry with no ease dot com. Notable melodramas from stage and screen, fiction and radio, presented each week to bring you to the edge of your chair. Good evening. This is Orson Welles. Personally, I've never met anybody who didn't like a good ghost story. But I know a lot of people who think there are a lot of people who don't like a good ghost story. For the benefit of these, at least, I go on record at the outset of this evening's entertainment with a sober assurance that although blood may be curdled on this program, none will be spilt. There's no shooting, knifing, throttling, axing, or poisoning here. No clanking chains, no cobwebs, no bony and or hairy hands appearing from secret panels or, better yet, bedroom curtains. If it's any part of that dear old phosphorescent foolishness that people who don't like ghost stories don't like, then again, I promise you, we haven't got it. Not tonight. What we do have is a thriller. It's half as good as we think it is. You can call it a shocker. It's already been called a real Orson Welles story. Now, frankly, I don't know what this means. I've been on the air directing and acting in my own shows for quite a while now, and I don't suppose I've done more than half a dozen thrillers in all that time. Honestly, I don't think even that many, but it seems I do have a reputation for the uncanny. Quite possibly, a little escapade of mine involving a couple of planets, which shall be nameless, is responsible. Doesn't really matter. Don't think I disapprove of thrillers. I don't. A story doesn't have to appeal to the heart. It can also appeal to the spine. Sometimes you want your heart to be warmed, and sometimes you want your spine to tingle. The tingling, it's to be hoped, will be quite audible as you listen tonight. Hello, this is Clyde J.K.L. with a brief reminder. Mystery Play Internet Radio is listener-supported, so I encourage your monetary support with a donation today. Please visit www.mpir-otr.com and click on the donations page. A one-time donation of any amount will be greatly appreciated. Again, that's www.mpir-otr.com. And thank you for listening to Mystery Play Internet Radio. Theater 5 presents... Lovely boy.
So I told him off good, Margie. Billing is my department, Mr. Scammell, I says, and I don't want none of them efficiency guys bollocksing things up. Good for you, Pete. After ten blessed years, you should ought to know how to run billing better than any smart aleck kibitzer. Oh, Pete, put on your jacket. Oh, my. Roseanne's I... date will be here any sec. Now, the good saint's willing she'll get married so I can sit in comfort in my own parlor. See? Oh, Pete, I love that new doorbell. So rich-sounding, real class. And it was only $4.49 plus tax. You like it so much? Answer it. Oh, you. Roseanne, he's here. Uh, good evening. I'm Roseanne's mother. Good evening, Mrs. Sweeney. Uh, Roseanne's just upstairs dolling herself up. You come sit in the parlor with her father. Oh, fine. Oh, Pete, I'd like you to meet the... Oh, my goodness. You know something? Roseanne never told me your name. Brothers. Alan Brothers, sir. It's a pleasure. Have a seat, Mr. Brothers. Mother, you go tell that daughter of yours to hurry on down. Yes, I'll go help her. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Brothers, and I... I'm so sorry about the name. Roseanne didn't tell us how handsome you were either. Oh, thank you. You're very sweet, Mrs. Sweeney. Like Roseanne. Well, sir, um, um, uh, 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 brothers, uh, care to have a cigar? Oh, no, thank you, sir. That smells like a fine cigar, but unfortunately I don't smoke. Um, a little nip, perhaps? Uh, no, thank you, sir. Not before I drive. No bad habits, huh? Oh, I drink, sir, socially, but no more. Uh... Roseanne tells me that you're an officer in an electric company. Why, uh, why, yes, uh, yes, uh, Island Light and Power. I've been working for, uh, been with them for years. Started reading meters. Worked my way up. Oh, ILP is a fine company. And I ought to know, I'm on the street. Come again? Uh, Wall Street. A financial house. No, ILP is one of the best, sir. Fantastic profit ratio. Excellent growth potential, progressive management. Oh, you should be proud. Oh, I am... I am. Uh, um, you're in the stock market, Mr. Brothers? Uh, with a financial house. You see, my father was a banker in a small town in Ohio, so I come by it naturally. Ohio, huh? Well, uh, I have a cousin in Columbus. Oh, our bank is near Akron. My cousin lives in, uh, in Columbus. Uh, actually, I was supposed to go home after college to get myself prepared to take over the management, but my roommate at Yale persuaded me to come to New York, and I've never regretted it. Much bigger opportunities here. Well, that's what they say. Well, here are the girls. Hello, Alan. I'm sorry I kept you. I've never seen Roseanne fuss, so... Oh. You must be something very special to her, Mr. Brothers. Mother. Roseanne always looks lovely, Mrs. Sweeney. Alan, could we get going? Of course. Uh, well, Mrs. Sweeney, I'd like to talk to you some more, perhaps some other time. Sure, sure. Drop in any time. We never go anywhere. Bye, Dad. Uh... Roseanne, dear, wear my aqua scarf, huh? It looks so pretty on you, and it'll keep your head warm. Good night, Mother. Good night, Mr. and Mrs. Sweeney. Nice. Good night. Roseanne? Coming, Alan. Pete, what are you doing at that window? Roseanne would kill you if she... Oh, Margie, did you see that car? $5,000 if it cost a penny. Oh, my. That is very, very luxurious. Oh, he's a lovely boy. I liked him the minute I set eyes on him. Oh, that's for sure. Believe you me, Mrs. Sweeney. I'm going to light a candle for Roseanne to play her cards right. Oh, don't you worry about Roseanne, Pete. She knows that this is a man with a future. His present isn't so bad either, Mother. <laughs> and you know what? I think he likes her. Oh, Roseanne's a lucky girl. Here you are. You've worked hard, Pete, all your living life. And here in one day, she could be miles ahead of us. 
Not that you don't deserve it, the darling. <laughs> Clothes, fur coats, that elegant car, a handsome husband who sure as shooting is going to be president of that advertising concern. Advertising concern? What the devil are you talking now, about? Now, 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 simmer down, please. Didn't Roseanne tell you? Yeah, Mr. Brothers is an account executive, they call it, for some advertising concern. Well, you never get anything straight, Mother. Alan Brothers works for a large Wall Street banking house. What? He told me so. I heard it with my own ears. And I'm telling you what Roseanne told me. Her friend is a big shot in an advertising concern in the neighborhood of her office where she works. You wouldn't care to give me the name of the company. When Roseanne tells me, I'll tell you. But I do know he was born and brought up in North Carolina, Alan was. You mean Ohio? North Carolina. Of a very wealthy family. They owned... A bank. Textile mills. Several of them. All over the state. Now, Roseanne told me that her Alan was supposed to enter the family business after he finished college. Yale? Uh, one of them Ivy Leagues. I, I don't think it was Yale, no. Uh, you know, the one near Boston. Harvard? That's the one. But Alan wanted to make it by himself, so he entered advertising. Roseanne told you that? Of course. Roseanne tells me everything. Well, I heard an entirely different story, Mother. Are you accusing your daughter of being a liar? No, Margie, but I'm beginning to have grave doubts about Mr. Alan Brother. Oh, that's ridiculous. You just don't recognize class when you see it. And you've no ambition for Roseanne. Margie, shut up. Who is this man you let your daughter go out with? I just told you. Told me? You didn't even know his name when he came to the door. And every word you said he told me different. Ohio, Banker, Yale, Wall Street. That's my story. Oh, no. Pete, what can we do? Where were they going this evening? I, I don't know. Didn't you ask him? Oh, no, no. He, he was telling me about this financial house he worked Wait, for. Which, and... which, which? What was his name? He didn't say. Oh, Margie... Pray for her. The man's a liar, a pathological liar or worse, that's for sure. The car, Pete. Now, now, you can't deny that car. You saw it, I saw it. A car can be borrowed or rented or stolen or swindled from some silly woman. A man with a face like that. Oh, he is a handsome one. Oh, but, but Pete, we've got to find out about him. Maybe we misunderstood. Find out? But where? Yes, where, where? I know, the phone book. Which phone book? And what will it tell us? Manhattan. The truth to the man, he'd live there. Bachelors don't commute. And Allen Brothers ain't a name like John Smith. There'd be only one. Oh. Just as I feared. There's none. But he could be living in a hotel or with others. It's true. Or he'd have a new number, maybe. Call information. Oh, my poor girl. I'll try. Oh, oh. Like such a lovely boy. Oh, I hope for Roseanne's sake he's real. Oh, hush up, Margie. Operator, do you have a number for Alan Brothers? Brothers is the last name. What is the address, sir? Uh, somewhere in Manhattan, uh, I think. I am sorry, sir. I show no listing for Alan Brothers in Manhattan. Oh, thank you, Operator. He's not listed, Marty. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I... Uh, I know. Why don't we call Betty Moore? After all, they work in the same office. They eat lunch together. Here, give me that phone. Maybe she knows him. Oh, she... Just think. Oh. Hello? Betty, uh, this is Mrs. Sweeney, Roseanne's mother. 
Yes, Mrs. Sweeney? Betty, dear, do you know where Roseanne planned to go tonight? No, Mrs. Sweeney, she didn't tell me. You sure you didn't discuss it at all? Oh, we discussed it all right. As a matter of fact, I wanted to double date with her. But uh, she was afraid I would horn in on her new boyfriend. Oh, uh, but do you know him? I've seen him in this sort of bar restaurant near the office. But Roseanne wouldn't introduce me. As if I'd want to grab him. Uh, do you know his name, Betty? Mm, Alan something, she calls him. Well, well, do you know where he lives or where he works? No, Mrs. Sweeney. But uh, why all the questions? Well, she's gone out with a man heaven knows where. And he's, he, well, he's told two different stories of himself. He could be a man from Mars, for all we know. We're worried, Betty. We're, we're, we're worried. Sorry I can't help you, Mrs. Sweeney. But if Roseanne's in a mess, she's only herself to blame. She should know better than to go out with a man she picked up at a bar. It's 11.30, Pete. Aren't you going to do something? Will you get off my neck? You let your daughter go out with a total stranger and you simper after him like he was a Rudolph Valentino. Lovely boy. You liked him yourself. And you liked his money better, the way you flipped over that car. $5,000 if it cost a penny. Mm. <laughs> Figuring to retire, I suppose, and live on your son-in-law. Oh, gee, I... Have you no responsibility for Roseanne? I say it's your job to raise the girl proper. And I say it's your job to call the police. Oh, no, Margie, I, I couldn't do that. What would people think? What would Roseanne say? I don't care. Maybe he is a fine gentleman like we hope, but we got to know, Pete. We've got to know. And if you won't call the police, I will. You understand? All right, I'll call the police. Oh, I should think you would. Number, please. Operator, get me the police headquarters in New York City. Is this an emergency call, sir? Emergency? Well, yes, I, I, I guess it is. Uh, maybe I... Of I mean, course uh, it is. Is it an emergency, sir, or not? Sorry, Operator, it's an emergency. Can you get the police for me? I will get the number for you, sir. Why can't you get a simple number? New York City Police Department, Sergeant Gorman. Sergeant, my name is, is Sweeney. Peter Sweeney. Uh, yes, Mr. Sweeney. Uh, you wish to report a crime? Well, well, uh, not exactly. You see, my daughter, Roseanne... Uh, how old is your daughter, sir? Roseanne, uh, 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 she's 20. Uh, last October. Well, her mother and I are worried about her. She went out early this evening about, uh, about 8 o'clock. Was she expected home earlier, Mr. Sweeney? Uh, no, 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 that, that ain't it. Oh, for gosh sakes, Pete, tell him right out. Uh, Mr. Sweeney, you're not reporting a missing person, right? It's, it's this fellow she went out with. Uh, go ahead. Uh, a nice-looking fellow, you know, big, fancy car, lovely manners, uh, a, a real gentleman, you know. Well, what's the complaint, sir? Well, Sergeant, he, he told two different stories about himself, and my wife and I figured maybe he's one of those, those psychos. Uh, you know what I mean? You want to report a suspicious character, is that it? Yes, sir. And I think you guys ought to do something about it. Well, sir, there's nothing much we can do without more information. Uh, do you know where the couple might be? Nope. Uh... Well, what's the man's name? 
He said uh, it was Allen Brothers. Happen to notice what kind of car he was driving or the license? I gave you his name, Sergeant. That's all I really know, and I don't know that for sure. Well, uh, can you describe him? Well, uh, like I said, he, he's a good-looking fella. Pete. Pete. Lord Lover, she's home. Roseanne. She's just come in, Sergeant. Sorry to have troubled you. Goodbye. Oh, thank heaven. I, I thought she'd catch you on the phone, Pete. Catch me? Don't I have the right to be using the phone? Not to call the police. But you... I know, I know. I nagged you into it. But now that she's here and she's safe, oh, don't charge at them like a bull. Maybe Alan is just as nice as he looks and as rich. There could be some explanation. He was born twice. Once in Ohio, once in North Carolina. Now, remember, it could be Roseanne's big chance. Well, I don't give a... Be reading your paper. It's been a ball, Alan. I never had a nicer time. That goes double for me. You'll come in for a while, won't you? Well, for a little while. It's getting late. I won't keep you too long if I can help it. Dad, Mother, what are you doing up so late? Oh, now, don't make us out to be such stick-in-the-muds, Roseanne. We married folks have a good time, too, don't we, Father? We did this evening. We told each other stories. Uh, won't you sit down, Alan? You don't mind if I call you Alan, do you? Not at all. I mean, I'll just stay for a little while. I, I like a good night's sleep. So do I, Mr. Brothers. I like to dream. I didn't know that, Dad. Well, I just found out recently. In your dreams, you meet a nicer class of people. A uh, present company accepted, of course. Well, did you have a nice evening, folks? Alan took me for a ride. That's what we thought. It was such a lovely evening, and... You have such a nice car. Thank you, but it was the company that made the evening. Aren't you the flatterer, though? Tell me, Mr. Brothers, have you had that car of yours a long time? Well, no, sir, not too long. Why do you ask? Just wondering. Uh, Mr. Sweetie is always interested in cars, Alan. They tell a lot about a person, I always say. But it has to be his own car, not borrowed or stolen. You know what I mean. You follow me? Not completely, sir. It's not important, Alan. Oh, sometimes it's very important, Roseanne. You meet a stranger, you like him or her, but you don't know anything about him really or her, and you don't know anything about the family, where the friend comes from. You don't know where he or she lives. So you have to use the brains goodness gave you to judge the character of the person. Cars, clothes, it all Dad, adds up Dad, please, to... this isn't the time for a lecture. No, I... I don't mind, Rosanna. Uh, Pete, I, I think I'll be going up to bed. Uh, you'll come along soon? When I'm ready. Mr. Brothers, you seem to like my daughter very much. Father! Oh, I do, sir. She's a very attractive young lady. Well, then, would you mind repeating what we were discussing earlier this evening? I don't remember what we were discussing earlier this evening, sir. Father, please stop it. Oh, I, I, I think you do. And surely you'd like to tell the same things to Roseanne. There's nothing in it a man wouldn't be proud to say if... It was the truth. No. No, I will not have it. Father, I won't have you interfering with my friends. Ever since we came in this evening, you've been hinting and, and cross-examining like a prosecuting attorney. You pick up a man in a bar, someone has to find out who he is. Even your best friend didn't know. My best friend? Who are you talking about? Betty Moore. You call... You call Betty to check on me? On your friend here. How dare you? Oh, Roseanne, dear, don't you understand? We have to... Well, get this straight, both of you. I am 20 years old, and my social life is my own business. I'll go out with whom I please at any time of the day or night. Check on me. 
I've never heard anything so outrageous in my whole life. Alan, come on, let's clear out of here. I, I, I feel like having some fun. Whatever you say, Roseanne. No, Roseanne. This man is a fraud. He's told two different stories. We think he's crazy. He's crazy. Why don't you look at your own behavior? Let's go, Alan. Pete, stop her. Roseanne, you will go to your bedroom immediately. Ha, ha, ha. Pete! Pete, stop her. I can't, Mother. I can't. Oh. oh. <laughs> Margie, it's almost three o'clock. Go on off to sleep. I can't, Pete. Every time I lay down, I get to thinking. There must be something we did that was wrong for her to curse us. No, Mother, we tried our best. It's the times, but don't you worry your head. Roseanne's a good girl. She'll get over her mad, and all she'll have lost is a few hours sleep. I'm worried for you, Pete. You take things so hard. And you got your job waiting for you in the morning. Well, I'll, I'll just wait up a bit more. Oh, Roseanne has her key. What are you waiting up for? A bell, maybe the door, maybe the phone. I can't decide which. Mm. I'll fix you a cup of coffee. No, thanks. Drink, maybe? I've got no stomach for it. I'm sitting here just thinking of Roseanne, a sweet little girl in her communion dress that you made for her. Remember? I'll get it. No, Pete. You answer. I'm afraid. Hello? Papa. Papa, it's me. Roseanne. Roseanne, where are you? Downtown somewhere. Way downtown in a phone booth. I don't know. You were right, Papa. He's crazy. He's wild. Roseanne. He tried to kill me, Papa. Roseanne, I'll get help. Where are you? Tell me where you are. Papa, I don't know. He tried to choke me. I jumped out of the car and ran. Where is he? He ran after me. He jumped outside. Papa, he's going to kill me. I know it. Roseanne. Roseanne, where, where are you? I tell you, I don't know. All I know is that his name isn't Alan Brothers. It's... Roseanne! Roseanne! Theater 5 has presented Lovely Boy, written by Raphael David Blau, produced and directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, David Burns, Betty Gard, Joan Loring, Ed Zimmerman, and Jimsy Summers. Audio engineers, Neil Pulse and Marty Folia. Sound technician, Ed Blaney. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Otter. Executive producer for Theater 5, Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking.
This has been an ABC Radio Network production.